We're back, and I'm thrilled to say we're continuing this conversation with one of the great leaders in the United States Congress. His name is Scott Perry. He represents the people of the 10th District of Pennsylvania and is the chairman of the incredibly important House Freedom Caucus. He brings to bear the experience of an actual combat veteran of the United States Army, a brigadier general, now retired from its National Guard. And we're delighted always to have a chance to catch up with him on that. Well, matters of great importance to our world. I'd like to turn to another one, Congressman. The Biden administration seems absolutely determined to conclude a deal with uh, Iran. Uh, No matter how ignominious uh, is the treatment that they've been uh, receiving at the hands of the mullahs, how terrible the terms are in terms of our national interest, and how well, completely improbable is the idea that we're actually going to have some new piece of paper prevent the Iranians from realizing their longstanding objective to get the most dangerous weapons in the world, namely nuclear arms. What's your take on what's happening um, and whether Congress is going to be able and or willing to interpose objections to what seems to be an absolutely harebrained idea? <laughs> well, Frank, thanks so much for the question. I don't know. Uh, unfortunately, people are so busy in your lives, they don't probably watch this happening. But we're literally told they're very close to a deal. And when I say they, I'm talking the United States and Iran. So let's break this down. I would break it down into three pieces this way. First of all, President Biden is incompetent and he's unqualified to to make any such agreement. Number two, Iran should not be trusted to abide by any such agreement uh, based on their past. And then number three, that any such agreement should be in the form of a treaty, uh, not some agreement that is non-binding, but somehow yet the America uh, America binds itself to and Iran doesn't uh, bother uh, uh, following. So let's start with number one. Number one, President Biden is not qualified or competent to make this agreement. Uh, your, your listeners, your watchers, your, your readers all need to know that, first of all, America is not negotiating. Uh, it's actually the Russians negotiating on our behalf because, the, uh, because Iran, who calls us the... Well, that's exactly right. While, while at this moment, Russia is invading Ukraine, while Russia also supports Iran militarily, uh, they're negotiating allegedly on our behalf. And, and I just wonder, so we have two terrorists, essentially two terrorist nations uh, negotiating with, with each other, and we're supposed to think that we're going to get something good out of it. So number right. one, so that's number one. Biden's just completely incompetent in this. We saw the withdrawal from Afghanistan. We saw how he's actually supported uh, uh, Iran uh, with, with lifting, the lifting of sanctions and, and literally considering uh, paying Iran billions of dollars and absolving the members of the IRGC, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps, or the Quds Force, uh, of their of their crimes against humanity and certainly their crimes on the on the battlefield against American citizens in, in Iraq and Afghanistan, and and then of course their uh, their their spread of terrorism around the globe, whether it's through the Houthis or Hezbollah or Hamas, and so Joe Biden's not qualified. So that's number one. Number two, Iran. You can't be, you can't trust them. They never abided by the first agreement. And by the way, uh, even the Obama administration said that that was a non-binding agreement. Neither country actually signed it. 
And uh, but even so, Iran never abided by it. They were still enriching it for now, which they, which was prohibited for 15 years. They were still, excuse me, enriching above two to three percent. Two to three percent is the only thing that is needed for uh, the use of peaceful power production. And recently reported and continually reported Iran enriching at 60 percent, which is yeah. which is bordering on weapons grade. We all know that's what exactly what they're intending on doing is creating a nuclear weapon, which then they will deliver with their ballistic missile system that they've been allowed under the last agreement to just continue perfecting. So Iran can't be trusted. Uh, Frank, for the love of my goodness, they have sent or, or, or solicited assassins in the United States of America to kill John Bolton, Ambassador Bolton, uh, National Security Advisor Bolton, and Secretary of State Pompeo. And, and uh, so, so, so th- these are the people we're going to trust. That's now. That's happened. That's that. that uh, and and, spe- and speaking of now, Frank, Iran just launched the launched missiles, twelve missiles, missiles out of Iran into Iraq towards our consulate in Erbil, and we said nothing. Yep. The Biden administration has said nothing while the negotiations are going on. That's like trying to have a negotiation with a person that's holding you down, got their their arm around your neck and is punching you in the face and you're trying to negotiate with them. And, and then and then finally, this absolutely must be a treaty. Uh, section two of the Constitution, Article two of the Section two of the Constitution states that while the president can negotiate, the, the legislature must ratify by supermajority. The reason they don't want to do that, the reason the Biden administration doesn't want to do that is because they know it will never pass. Because the American people see everything we've talked about and don't want any of this. And then finally, Frank, and just to add insult to injury, not only is Russia involved in the negotiation and helping Iran, but so is China. As a matter of fact, those missiles that uh, that landed in Erbil next to our consulate, uh, they got advice and and uh, technical technical expertise from China to make them. China is right and in, right involved completely with Iran. As a matter of fact, uh, the, the the premier has been invited to Iran to meet with the mullahs. So uh, this has strong connections to the worst of the worst in, in the world. And we absolutely can't be trusting any of this to go on. So 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 Congress absolutely must speak with a very loud voice. I couldn't agree with you more. I hope they will, and I hope that it will be dispositive. Uh, at the very least, they must object to this process, as you say. And uh, Biden's predecessor, uh, Barack Obama, got away with essentially blowing it past Congress. Um, I hope that won't happen in this case, because it's a, it's an even worse deal, and it's even less likely to um, stop the Iranian ambitions. Let me just turn very quickly. You mentioned China there at the end. Uh, Congressman Scott Perry, um, we are looking at China uh, making very little secret that it intends to act aggressively in its own right against Taiwan, uh, possibly against India, perhaps against both for that matter. Um, Do you think that their takeaway from what they've seen so far with respect to Putin and his, well, murderous invasion of Ukraine is likely to translate into uh, more of an incentive to act aggressively against Taiwan? Or do you think that they're actually now likely to pull back from the brink in their own right? 
I think that uh, that China is absolutely watching what happens in Ukraine. Now, they might be assessing that the Russian army isn't everything it's meant to be or was purported to be, and they might feel themselves in a very good position as their new alliance with Russia, uh, Russia showcasing its uh, its inability to move quickly through a nation state of Ukraine that should have really not been much of an obstacle for a first-class world army. That having been said, what they're really watching is the response from the West. And of course, you, the United States in particular are now flying uh, fighters into Taiwan's airspace and daring anybody to do anything about it. And of course, nothing's being done about it. And of course, Frank, you know, recently they issued a statement that basically said anybody that thinks they're going to help Taiwan militarily is going to be considered an act of aggression against China. And of course, as you know, we do help Taiwan militarily. Uh, we have forces stationed close by. We, 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 we sell them arms and equipment and advise them on expertise. And, and we do have a sorts of a gentleman agreement that we're not going to allow uh, uh, China to overrun run the Taiwan Straits and subsume Taiwan. So I think this is a very critical, pivotal time. You know, lose a, we would certainly lose a lot uh, by allowing China to just walk uh, into the doorstep, uh, across the doorstep of Taiwan and take it over. But they're watching Russia right now in a very, very tepid response regarding Ukraine. Uh, and, and I think that does def definitely if informed President Xi, you know, Peace was breaking all around, all out around the world under Trump, but now look at the chaos. We're out of time, Congressman. I couldn't agree with you more on that last point. I think we've got more than a gentleman's agreement to try to defend the Taiwanese. I hope that we will be indicating lessons learned from the Ukraine experience that we've got to deter the Russians and the Chinese now by especially uh, making sure the Russians don't get away with murder. Thank you, Congressman. Come back to us again soon, if you will. Next up, we're going to talk about the home front with one of the great political operatives, George Raisley, right after this.